0: Welcome to the Martin Bailey Photography Podcast. It's February 6, 2012, and this is episode 321. Today, we're going to take a look at a great new product from Raycan Technology called Focal. The folks at Focal were kind enough to provide me with a copy of their product to give it a good test and I really liked what I saw, so I decided to share my findings here today. We also have a great deal on Focal for you if you decide to give it a try yourself, which we'll look at at the end of the podcast. For now though, let's jump in and look at lens calibration and micro-adjustment with Focal. Before we get started, you'll want to note that Focal currently comes in three flavors Standard, Plus, and Pro. Standard gives you target setup help and semi automated calibration. Plus gives you fully automated calibration with one button press. And Pro gives you analysis information, reporting, target optimization, and extra tests in addition to, of course, the target setup and fully automated calibration. I had a chance to use Focal Pro, which is what we'll look at here today, but you can see what you get in the other packages here too. So the great thing about Focal is that you don't have to wait for delivery. You print the targets yourself and detailed instructions are included in your download, so it's quick and self-contained. You do currently need to wait for up to a day for your initial license to be sent to you, but hopefully there'll be a totally automated license system in place at some point soon. Right now, Focal version 1.1.0.40 supports the Canon 5D Mark II, 7D and 50D and the 1DS Mark III is supported, although semi-automated mode is not available for the 1DS Mark III, and mirror lock-up isn't used during the tests on the, on the Mark III either. The, the 1D Mark IV and Mark III are set to be added soon, and support for a range of Nikon cameras is planned for early March, though this, this could change, but that's the current roadmap from what I hear. Other features that I'm told are on the roadmap are AF low-light performance checks. This not only allows you to check the test environment, but will also give you an idea of your lowest exposures at which you can expect good autofocus in the field. Also, a test to find the sharpest apertures of your lenses is coming, and this is very powerful. Imagine being able to just press a few buttons and find your optimal aperture for all of your lenses. Also, shutter vibration tests are coming, and this will be basically, and it will find which shutter speeds are most affected by your shutter vibration. I know for example that around a 50th of a second is really bad for vibration with my 600mm f4 lens, but I've not really looked into this for other lenses. Again, being able to work through your lenses and finding these details, probably in one fell swoop, is huge in my opinion. One other thing to bear in mind too is that Focal is currently only supported on Windows, uh, but I, I have Windows machines available at home, but because I'm now a Mac user, I decided to run my tests using Parallels to ensure that this worked, and it did work fine so it's certainly an option until the Mac version of the Focal software is made available. Although there's nothing particularly difficult about Focal, you'll benefit from reading the documentation before you start to actually use the product. As of February 2012, Focal comes with two PDF documents, which are the product manual and a Focal testing guide. Do take the time to read the testing guide, and the manual, as they help to fully understand the product and the process. Though, I'm going to walk you through much of this today as well. Before you can start the calibration, you'll want to print the target pages that are included in your download package. The two part target pages include three targets. The first, and I have these on the blog, just a a small version for you to look at, uh, and they're all of screenshots and everything else is going to be on the blog as well. So if you're listening to this on your iPhone, to the Enhanced Podcast, you'll see the images. If you're listening to the MP3, you'll need to go to the blog to blog to take a look at this. And also, some of the details won't be visible on the, on a phone, so go to the blog. And as usual, the quick address to the blog post is mbp.ac/slash. And then the the episode number, which today is three two one. So mbp.ac/slash three two one will take you to the blog with the transcript and the images. So the first image that you'll print has a medium-sized target on it, and this apparently is for use with between seventeen and three hundred millimeter lenses. And the second target contains a large target, which is. The second page, that is, contains a large target for use with longer telephoto lens and a really cute tiny little target that is used for calibrating macro lenses close up. The advice is to print these targets on heavyweight matte paper with an inkjet printer. The use of heavyweight paper is for strength. In that the targets, uh, you know, if you don't mind printing out your... Targets, you know, pretty regularly. Then A4 standard A4 paper will be okay, apparently. But if you print them on a good heavyweight matte paper, it will just make them stronger and last longer. And the matte is to reduce reflection. The targets are designed to be printed at 300 DPI. So to control the size, ensure that no scaling is carried out. I had to trim just a little bit. Uh, off around the edges of the targets in Photoshop so that I could print them out without any scaling and that's that's really just, it's pretty easy to do Just uh, and I'm sure if you were to just print them out without messing around like that you'd be fine but if you just trim a little bit off it does make it easier to just print them out with centering them in the page and make sure that scaling and everything's turned off for the Focal software to work For Canon cameras, at least for now, you also need to ensure that you have Canon's EOS Utility application that comes with your camera installed. Once you have EOS Utility on your system, just run the Focal software installer, which is very straightforward and needs no explanation here. One Focal license allows you to register the serial number of up to five camera bodies, And these can be changed at any time for free, so you're not forced to buy a new license when you upgrade your bodies. You just contact Recan Technology, and the the makers of Focal, to remove your old camera's serial number and add the new one. Hopefully the initial serial number registration, uh, you add to those when you buy the product, but you you do at the moment have to wait for... A license to be sent to you hopefully this and the kind of update that we we just spoke about will be done um online at some point without any human intervention at least for a limited number of changes before a reset is necessary or something like that but it you know there's not a lot of waiting involved and you don't have to buy new licenses to upgrade your cameras and you don't buy new cameras so often i imagine so it really isn't that big a deal when you start the Focal software for the first time when the camera selector window is displayed you have to click on the license button and install the license that you'll have received by mail when you bought the product this is also the screen that you'll see once a license is installed but no cameras are connected after you connect your camera to your computer with a USB cable it will appear in the list for you to select. Under the settings menu in the main dialog, you can turn on a checkbox to automatically select the camera if only one camera is detected. And I turn this on as I doubt that I'll ever have multiple cameras connected at once for this kind of testing. You'll want to tape or use blue or something to attach your test targets to a wall at the same height as your camera. Also ensuring that you can get the right distance from the target to your camera. You can perform the, the, the test at any distance and if you often use your lens at minimum focus distance for example you might want to calibrate at that distance as the results can vary. But the Focal documentation quotes the Canon advice of calibrating at 50 times the focal length of the lens. This means if you are calibrating a 50mm lens, the distance should be 2,500mm, which is of course 2.5m, or about 8 feet. It doesn't really matter to the test how far away you set your camera, but this will be the distance at which the micro-adjustment is most accurate, so keep this in mind as you run your test. The same goes for zoom lenses. You can calibrate at any focal length that the lens can be set at, but this will mean that that the lens's focus will be the most accurate at that focal length, and may run off slightly as you move away from that focal length. So if you want the best performance across all focal lengths, you might want to, say, set a 24-70mm to at around 50mm in the middle of its range. Alternatively, if you pretty much always shoot at 70mm with that lens, you could choose that to calibrate and adjust at 70mm. The focal documentation also suggests calibrating both extremes of the lens, finding the auto or the the micro adjustment values, say for, of plus four for 24 millimeters and plus seven for 70 millimeters, and then making your decision on where to check where to set that based on these values. So, you know, for example, you could set at either of these values for best focus at, at either extreme, or choose a micro-adjustment of, say, plus 5 or plus 6 to get a happy medium. Although this seems a bit haphazard, the new 1DX is actually going to have the ability to micro-adjust for either end of the focal range to remove this guesswork. So Canon fully understands that there is something missing from the micro-adjustment on cameras today. Focal states the general advice of calibrating at the telepho- telephoto end of a zoom lens 70 mm in the case of a 24 to 70 lens as the depth of field is shallower at 70 mm allowing for more accurate micro adjustment values. Once you have your targets attached to the wall and your camera distance sorted you'll want to set up your camera for the test. For the test to work, you need to ensure your camera is in AV mode with the AF set to one shot and select only the centre focus point, not automatic selection. Also, turn off image stabilisation if you're testing an IS lens. Your test environment needs to be bright enough to get at least a quarter of a second exposure at f2.8 at ISO 100 although brighter will help to get more reliable results. 125th of a second at f2.8 ISO 100 is recommended. Connect your camera to your computer with the USB cable that came with the camera and fire up the Focal software. Assuming this isn't the first time you start Focal and you already have a licensed camera connected, you'll either see the camera selector screen or you'll see the screen that we currently have on the Enhanced Podcast. It's basically the, uh, if you have set the Focal software to automatically select the camera when you have, you know, when you've only got one camera selected, as we just mentioned, the next screen will automatically pop up. And this is where you'll see the details of your camera and lens, as well as any micro adjustment that you might already have set for that lens that you know that you've got attached to the camera that's all going to be displayed to get your camera aligned with the target click show tools and then target setup and your camera will go into live view and show you your target on the wall at this point even on a sunny afternoon with my normal room lights turned on, the image on the screen was very dark. Even after getting a standard light from another room, there didn't seem to be enough light, but the software was able to guide me through to the point that the, you know the, it was happy with the environment and was able to start the test. The on-screen alignment help is very cool. It not only helps when you need more, you know, you need to move your camera up or down or right and left, but it detects too much rotation, or if you're looking at the target from too much of an angle, from one of the sides or above or below the target, it points all of that out for you, so it's pretty cool the way it works. Once you have everything lined up correctly, you'll see a check mark on the screen showing that you're good to proceed with the tests. I found though that if you measure the distance from the floor to the center of your lens and make sure that the target is attached to the wall with the round circle circle in the middle at the same height, then just by judging by eye if the camera was square on and looking through the finder and putting the center focus point over the circle, the test passed first time. Also, as the test is also running when you start the fully automatic micro adjustment adjustment test, and you know it, it won't proceed if there are any problems. This is probably the quickest workflow. You know, just to line it all up by eye, and then get the center circle straight on through the viewfinder, and you're pretty much good to go. You also get a distance readout, so you can see how far away from the target your camera is. In the above screenshots, I was 2.2 metres away, but I changed this to the recommended 2.5 for the test with my 50mm lens. Once you have your camera lined up, just hit the fully automated AF micro-adjustment button on the main screen, and the test screen is displayed and then you just hit the start button to kick off the test. The test takes a minute or so, and your camera will make a number of exposures. Once the test is finished, you'll see a specific amount to adjust the lens by, which is, in, in my case, for my 50mm 1.2L lens, was plus seven. And this is not surprising as I actually had Canon set this lens to front focus slightly as I found that there were discrepancies between the center focus and the peripheral points and we were trying to reach a happy medium. This setting might negate this, you know, the micro adjustment setting might negate some of that of course, but that's not the point of, you know, what what we're looking at here today. At this point, you're actually able to set the micro adjustment in the camera right there and all you know I, I have Japanese buttons on the in my example but you can see with the y and the n you've got yes and no if you want to make the adjustment right there you just hit yes and the camera is set with the right amount of adjustment if you hit the analysis button on the screen on this screen that you've just been looking at you can see the various micro adjustment settings mapped out on a graph, and check how blurred or sharp the image became between each setting by clicking on the nodes, and this is really useful. I went on to test my 70 200 f2.8 L II lens, the Mark II version, and found that at both 70mm and 200mm there was no micro adjustment necessary, which didn't really surprise me as I've never had any problems with this lens at all. Note that I did perform this test at two point five meters though, which is a bit closer to, you know it's it's closer than the recommended calibration distance, but I used this lens quite close too, so I left it as it was. I then calibrated my twenty four to seventy f two point eight l lens. And found that although no micro adjustment was necessary at 24 millimeters, at 1.25 meters distance, at around 3 meters, I required plus 4 uh, adjustment at 70 millimeters. So, based on this, I tested the lens at 50 millimeters at around 2.5 meters distance and found that no micro adjustment was needed at this focal length and distance. And then I ran the test again at 3 meters at 50 millimeters and found that once again plus 4 adjustment was necessary. So I started to wonder now whether the problem was in the, the focusing distance or the focal length. So I did the same test again at, 20, at 24 millimeters at 3 meters and I found that the lens needed a minus 2 adjustment at this distance. I hadn't really understood the semi-automatic AFMA test or the autofocus micro-adjustment test to this point, but then I found the value of this feature once I had a lens that had somewhat sporadic focus adjustment measurements. The manual has a good explanation of how you use this module, which you'll need to read, but... You know, especially if you are if if you opt for the standard version of focal in which this is your main workflow. But for me, though, I found it useful to be able to run the test while switching through different focal lengths and settings to see where the happy medium lay. Once you have a lens that requires a different micro adjustment between various focal lengths and focus focusing distance, you really need to have. You know you you need to find the best value as a compromise between the various possibilities which this tool enables you to do by displaying you know you basically you play with the various possibilities and then apply various micro adjustments right there in the screen in this uh, semi automatic a f m a test screen and you can also refocus with the focusing buttons. And see how the sharpness improves each time. So it's it's a little bit sort of it's hard to get used to, but once you've got used to how this screen works, it can be very useful. The higher the line on the graph, the, the the line is on the graph. By the way, by the way, the sharper the image. So the graph here that we're looking at shows you. I mean, it's all over the place but that's because it shows three different focal lengths, and I'm not sure if that's how it should be used, but it certainly helped me to get my head around the amount of micro-adjustment needed, and I eventually, having done a number of tests at various focal lengths here, I decided to set my micro-adjustment to plus two, which is probably a happy medium between all of the values that I got. After I'd finished running my tests on these three lenses and closed the application and unplugged my camera I noticed that my camera's file format was left at large fine JPEG and the meter mode was set to spot metering I found in the manual that the software does try to return these camera settings to their original values but this didn't happen with me probably caused by the camera going to sleep while I was making notes or the software, you know, and that caused the software to lose its connection with the camera or either that or I, I had changed lenses with the camera connected and the software open, which I also read can cause problems. Regardless of why this happens, you'll want to check that these settings are, you know, check that you're, you're not left in JPEG mode or ended up in the wrong metering mode or something when you finish your test. I spoke with the Focal people about this and have been told that this should get more robust in future versions. They're a great team and really have listened a lot to, to my feedback, so I did want to quickly thank the, the people over at Raycan Technology, and the. I'm sure that this is, this is a... a Trend that you will also find as well. They seem to be listening to their customers quite a lot, so it's very impressive. So in conclusion, I I generally found Focal to be very easy to use. It takes a bit of time to get up to speed on how to use it, reading through the documentation, but none of it is particularly difficult to grasp. Now that I've calibrated three of my main workhorse lenses. I'm going to set aside another couple of hours to calibrate my other lenses, and then run through them all again with my other two bodies. Based on these initial tests, I'd say that it'll probably take me about two hours or so, maybe more, as I have a lot of lenses and three bodies, but it'll be worth doing. Note too that although I received a copy of Focal for these tests... I've not received any financial or material compensation from Raycan Technology in connection with this review. As is always the case with my reviews, these are my own honest opinions based on spending some time using and testing the product. And just for MBP visitors and podcast listeners, Raycan Technology have kindly provided a very healthy time-limited discount when you buy your copy of Focal. Focal Standard is only nineteen pounds ninety-five pence anyway, so that's not going to that's not included in this. But you can get Focal Plus, which is usually thirty-nine pounds ninety-five, for just twenty-five pounds, and uh, Focal Pro, which is usually sixty-nine ninety-five, for just forty-five pounds. Which is more than a 35% discount on both products. The discount will be available until March 31st, 2012, but only if you buy from a special page that's been set up for MVP listeners. So head over to Focal, which is fool.co.uk slash mbp45 before March 31st to pick up your discounted copy of Focal. If you're catching up with this podcast after March 30, 31st, uh, 2012 that is, we, and you're still interested in buying Focal, check the page anyway, because I'm told that there'll still be some sort of a discount for you, even though it won't be quite as hefty a saving as this initial offering note too that even if your camera is not yet supported you can either buy the software now at the discounted price and wait for the free update when the additional canon and a range of nikon cameras are added but also do check back through february and march as there are some changes coming very soon so if it if it makes you uncomfortable buying beforehand keep checking because there are a lot of changes coming down the pipe and you might be in time before this initial discount expired anyway. So before we finish, I wanted to quickly mention that Andrew S. Gibson, one of my now fellow craft and vision authors, just released an interview with me on his blog if you're interested. Andrew asked some great questions and we touch on how I prepared to leave my old job to pursue my passion in full-time photography. You can take a read over on Andrew's blog which is at andrewsgibson.com slash blog. And if you want the, um, the short link that was generated that will take you directly to the post was mbp.ac s a so thanks very much for listening today remember that you can find me on google plus and twitter etc all of the links are on the top page at martinbaileyphotography.com so do drop, drop by and take a look i'll be back next week with another episode but in the meantime you take care and have a great week whatever you're doing bye-bye